So it turns out it wasn't his paperclip sculpture. Those weren't his trousers, and he wasn't licensed to operate a hovercraft. I think that something very rum has happened there. Exactly. There seems to be a lot of misinformation. Why weren't people informed, Will? A lot of assumptions have been made. They have. You know, when you assume something, you make an ass out of you and me, Tommy. Oh, I like that. Is that original? No. no. Have you never heard it before? Yes, of course I have. Okay, fine. I was being nice to you, mate. Oh, makes a change, you, isn't mate. it? I feel like star-crossed lovers meeting again over a coffee table with a can of non-alcoholic beer mm-hmm. and a can of alcoholic beer. Which one's Romeo, which one's Juliet? You've got more of a balcony than me. Thank you. Man tits. <laughs> Hashtag man tits. <laughs> welcome. Where? How you doing? Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are two weeks into 2020. Two weeks into a new decade. Lovely. Th- I, what I like about this decade is that I know what to call it. Absolutely. We're in the 20s now. That's fine. What did you call the last decade? I didn't call any. I I just got into a panic. Anytime I had to refer to the current decade we were in, or in fact for the last 20 years, I didn't want to call it the noughties. Did you call it the noughties back in the noughties? Yeah, a little bit. There's something, oh, there's something made my stomach turn about calling it the noughties. It was, it's like people who call it holly bobs. Uh, yeah. you know, there's something really twee about calling it the noughties, and it sounded like it was naughty. There's something and very I firm found like I, cotton. It was, yeah, and I, I just thought, you know, I'm, am I being naughty? Am I being naughty enough for the noughties? Oh, I see, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Did, were you naughty in the noughties? I don't have ever been naughty. No, I'm true. a very law-abiding person. You, you run a straight line, don't you? I sure do. Well, except if you're running a 400 metres and then you have to run a bend. No, I couldn't do 400 metres back, back at school. <laughs> Didn't have the stamina. Very diff- it's a very difficult um, it race was, to 400 yeah, It's meters. really difficult. Do you sprint? Do you just go as fast as you can? Or do you, do you keep something in the tank? Who knows? Who can say? Yeah, absolutely. I, I certainly couldn't. No. You know, anyway, what was your go. event in athletics, Will? My event was 200 metres. Okay, because it's still got a bend in it, to be fair. It's still got a bend in it, and there was one famous occasion uh, when we were at school when I had to run a 200 metres, but I also had quite a lot of wind at the time, (laughs) and there was a lot of of tension on the start line, and as I went round the bend, (laughs) on every stride with my right leg, I just let out a little, little Tommy squeaker, (laughs) and so it sounded like... I had something wrong with me. It sounded like one of my joints was squeaking because it was just <laughs> right, beep, 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 beep. That's how it, as I went around the bend. As I straightened up, it was okay. I guess it was the bend that did it. Yeah, so that must have creased something. and that just My right leg was going slightly further than my left leg because <laughs> I ran around the bend. And then once I got into the straight, it, was, it wasn't an issue. Do you think it, it provided you with any sort of momentum to encourage you around the bend? If it does, then probably the IAAF will... That's something to say about it, don't you think? Yeah. There was also the uh, the famous game, because you and I both did athletics, didn't we, at school? We did indeed, yeah. And um, I remember we went to an athletics meet at a very smart school. They had a, they had a lovely athletics track, one of those ones that's made out of um, that red pebbly stuff. Red rubber. Yeah, I think it's called tartan. But yes, I it is. Yeah, no, you're right. It was, I don't yeah, know why it's yeah, called it tartan. And, um, and I, I was doing the hurdles. And I was doing the hurdles because I had my growth spurt when I was 12. So here I am, 39 years old, six foot one. I was 12 years old and six foot one. And so that meant I was very good at things that required you to hop over small fences. Yeah, any sort of height related so it activities. Was, yeah, it was sort of sheep rustling and hurdles, basically, the two things <laughs> I was good at. And, um, and unfortunately, then I stopped growing and the hurdles get bigger as you get older. 
and I got less and less good at hurdles as the hurdles got bigger. And I was warming up uh, for my hurdle race, and I, I clipped the first hurdle and went down like a sack of potatoes, this massive <laughs> clatter and maybe a scream. And everybody was, there was literally about 200 people watching. And you shouted from the stands, pride comes before a fall. <laughs> so yeah, thank you, thank you very much. The other, do, do you remember, not remember that? The, the, that was the famous athletics meeting where the one school had got a, a rather overweight chap to do like the 1500 meters. And the poor bloke was getting slower and slower and slower. And again, you shouted out over the comedian, I think he's going to die. And 10, me, 10 meters later, he collapsed. <laughs> and people, people ran across the track to go and get him, you know, with discuses and javelins going in and out of them. And um, well, luckily he didn't die. No, he didn't. Of course but, he didn't. but if he had died... It was terribly unfair. But I think if he had died, then that would have been murder. <laughs> well, by me? Yeah, I think, I think, that, I think you would have committed an offence. Possibly, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, there we are. I wasn't very nice back then, was I? I mean, I tolerated you. Or was but, I but just not... a, the, the acerbic wit of my time? I think that's, I think that's what you were. You that's were the, what I like to think I was. You were the acerbic wit. I was a big face show-off. Between us, we're lucky we had any friends at all. <laughs> we had each other, Will. That was, that's all we had. And now we've got something else. We've got a podcast. Yes, we do. And um, it's an incredibly successful podcast. that has dozens of listeners. It, it really does, though. I mean, no, it, 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 we literally have dozens of listeners. We've got dozens of listeners. So hello to you all. Yeah. We know you're out there listening. You're probably snuggled up, uh, maybe on a sofa or in a large chair. I don't know. Who can, who can say where you are? Maybe you're in a cupboard. Exactly. Maybe that's what you like to do. You say, darling, it's time to listen to Shuttlepod. I'll be in my cupboard. Do not disturb me. <laughs> and she says, yes, dear. She puts you in your cupboard, maybe with a, a glass of milk and uh, a toasted tea cake or something oh, like lovely. that. And you just you settle down and you just listen to us rambling on about nonsense for an hour or so. Absolutely. Um, but it's a rather special pod tonight, isn't it, Will? It is because it is not only our New Year's pod in which we traditionally, I mean, I say traditionally, we did it once before. Yeah. And... We, we didn't do it particularly well, but nevertheless, we'd done it once before. Uh, we, we have a review of the year, but because it's the end of a decade, we've got a review of the decade, Tommy. Haven't we just? Haven't we? Have we? Oh, no, I think we have. Oh, I think, okay, brilliant. <laughs> That's good news, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, so we will, be, we will be reviewing the decade. We'll be reviewing the big stories of the decade. Uh, Tommy, with his Roadcaster Pro, has got some exciting new sounds, sounds, sounds of the decade, and some, and some jingles, and and all sorts of and all sorts of fun as we become real podcasters, real podcasters with real content that you can take to the bank. That's right. Um, well, well, we can't, but <laughs> if only we could. No. So um, I think we should get on with it. Should we do? Should we do this? Let's let's do the intro and and off we go. I'm going to do the intro. I think you should. Season two. It's my turn. Yeah. All right. Grab your hat. <laughs> It's getting Welsh. Swing your cat. Get ready to chat. Have you forgotten what comes yeah, next? That's <laughs> <laughs> a go. You just say it's shuttle pod. It's shuttle pod. <laughs> this is shuttle pod. Ah, the dingly, dingly, twangly music. 
signals the entry of us officially to start the pod of the decade. I, uh, in, in making the jingles this week, I downloaded a couple of new packages for uh, for GarageBand Exciting. On, the, on, the, on the iPad. And in playing around with them, I found exactly that. I was like, <laughs> that's where Kirk got it from. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I think it is a loop it's, from GarageBand. It's, yeah. it's Toybox off GarageBand. That's it, yeah. yeah. It's a pack you can download. It is. And as the weeks go on, you will be hearing lots more jingles from me <laughs> that I'm passing off as my own, but ultimately came free with GarageBand. <laughs> but it is digital rights management free music. Yes, it is. That's important to say. And also, you know, you've, you've still got to press the buttons. Exactly. So come on. It's a skilled break. operation. Yeah. Right, well, what's been going on in your beautiful Bonnie life? Tommy, I've got, I've got four bullet points here for Out and About. Do you hit, hit me. My first one is, what do you do with the Christmas tree? This has become a hot topic. It became a hot topic on social media this year, and I think that's probably where my wife Tiffany got it from. But uh, she suddenly announced that we were going to put a duvet cover over the Christmas tree. Right. Have you, have you, do you know what I'm talking about? Okay, well, I've got my own take on this. So you, you, go, you go with this and we'll come back to me. I think, I don't know what, she'd, she'd seen it on Instagram or something, but everybody suddenly this year was taking an old duvet cover, putting it over their Christmas tree and then taking it outside in the duvet cover in order to stop pine needles falling on the floor. Right. She was very excited. That's what she wanted me to do. However, disposing of the Christmas tree is very much my job. Right. And I don't like to be told what to do <laughs> by my wife. I mean, I say that. 99% of what I do in life is dictated by my wife and I'm very happy that she takes on that role because I haven't got a clue. But in this, I decided I was going to make a stand and I wanted to do it my way right? because I had decided that I was going to take the rusty saw out of the shed and I was going to chop it up okay, so I could fit it in the boot better. Yeah, And this then became the scene of an argument. Right, We had a, d- a domestic squabble. The theatre of conflict was lit. She, as far as she was concerned, we had agreed on the duvet cover solution and I had found a different solution. Oh, okay. So the duvet cover solution is it goes into the garden and then directly into the car? That's the right. Dump yeah. In the duvet cover. In in the duvet cover itself, take the whole thing. But you can't. It doesn't fit in the car properly, does it? I mean, what are you going to do? Let me explain my tried and tested Christmas tree disposal technique. I'm very excited about this. Go on. Okay, so it's not a million miles away from that, as right. you well know, William. Oh yes. I am the vendor of beds and mattresses of yes, the finest, are. highest quality yeah. British-made beds. Now each bed comes wrapped in a very handy polythene bag. And that polythene bag, for obvious reasons, is about the size of a duvet cover. Uh, okay. So what do you think clever Tommy Tom Tom does? I think you eat the plastic thing <laughs> and yeah. then you throw the Christmas tree out the window. And then I excrete some sort of pellets <laughs> made of plastic <laughs> you which eat, I set fire to. You eat both things <laughs> and then you turd out a 120-foot-long Christmas tree that's already wrapped in plastic. So... Before the whole, it all blew up on social media, I've been wrapping my Christmas tree in an old bed bag for many, many years. Tied off at the bottom, I drag it into the garden, a bit like a corpse. Beat it. It, (laughs) Beat it it with a bat. It down the stairs um, as if I were dragging um, the lifeless body of my old mother down the stairs of the flat into the garden. (laughs) Um, And then I use a, a, a mini chainsaw... To dismember it. Oh, I wish I had a mini chainsaw. How many is the mini chainsaw? It's tiny. It's brilliant. So the the blade on the chainsaw is probably the length of half a pen. So it's not... What, really? Yeah, really. It really is a mini chainsaw? Yeah, it's about that size. It's maybe a little bit thicker than a pen. How how big is the rest of it? It's got got like the handle... Size of a radiator. (laughs) (laughs) With a pen knife blade. 
blade's really Shetland small. Pony. It's bloody, the whole thing is massive, but the blade is really small. Yeah. Um, so, so the whole thing is about the size of a pen. No, no, because the handle is the is about the size of a handle of a drill. It's made. It's made by a German drill maker. Um, I'm not sure if I'm so to the name. It's sort of a bit like one of those electric bread knives. Exactly like that, but with a with a smaller blade. I see. I mean, the blade is almost too small, yeah. but it's sort of for pruning heavy twigs. Yeah. Um, but it's absolutely perfect for the dismemberment of a, Christmas a faithful tree. Christmas tree. Oh. I have to say, Will, this year I was very disappointed with my Christmas tree. Were you? What really was it? let me down. What was wrong with it? It was. It was. It just shedded its needles. Pretty much from day one. Oh, I, do you know what? I that happened to me the one year that I tried to save money and I bought it from Lidl. Did you? They were selling very cheap trees in Lidl, and of course they're they're already in their sheaths, aren't they? So the moment I unsnipped it from its sheath, it's netting. It was just it. You know that song? It's raining men. I do know it. It was like that, but it wasn't raining men. It was raining pine needles. Pine needles. Yeah, just just different. And so. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened in the end will did you get it in the car in the duvet yeah no, no i didn't use the duvet cover i chopped it up pine needles went everywhere my wife gave me a look as if to say another fine mess you've got me into and i and i took it away where were the pine needles though in the garden uh all over the living room <laughs> <laughs> and some in my hair <laughs> in my ears some in my eyes but the important thing is that i chopped it up so, you did the right thing, Will, and do you know what? I commend you. Thanks very much. So that's that's my number one bullet point. Lovely my, stuff. Number two bullet point. Yep. On your birthday. Yep. I was down in Cornwall. In fact, you were down in Cornwall as well. We both but were, we were, but in separate parts of Cornwall. In separate parts of Cornwall, avoiding each other like the plague. <laughs> um, I was at a golf club. Right, yep. And uh, it's become a little family tradition recently. We stay at a golf club with my parents and, and my sister and her husband, and... Um, uh, there is a there's a, a a discotheque. There is a disco at the golf club every year for on New Year's Eve. By on New Year's Eve, just yeah. make it clear. My birthday's on New Year's Eve every yeah. year. Every year it is so far. So so far it's been every year. There's always a party on my birthday, but it's yeah. not normally for me. So you were this disco is an aid of the New Year coming in, presumably. No, it was an aid of you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. hundred people had turned out in the hope that you'd be there and <laughs> once more you disappointed us. And you could have invited me. I, I could have, yeah. Now that I think about it, that would have been the obvious step to take. Anyway, um, what it has, this this disco, is the world's worst DJ. Right, okay. He is dreadful. He just, there is no, you can see no logical sense in the songs that he commits to. He sat there, and he was, and I, this is true. He sat there drinking an umbongo. <laughs> <laughs> he's about he's about sixty five. Um, he had sort of half moon glasses down on the end of his nose. He was wearing a novelty shirt, and he just the, the most bizarre songs. Have you ever been at a disco where the DJ has decided to play "Brown Girl in the Ring" by Boney M? Yes. Have you? Yes. Did anyone dance to it? Well, I was ten. Right. Okay. He did that. He said so he played a number of things that you would only hear at like a, a disco for ten year olds. And then I, said, I said, you know, I said to I said to my wife, I'm going to stop this. <laughs> I'm going to make a stop to this. I'm just going to aggressively, you know, go with uh, requests to him right. every three minutes for the next hour, <laughs> so that I dictate what music is on here. And I said, right, you know what you need? You need some Stevie Wonder. Yeah, can't go wrong with a bit can't of, go wrong with a bit of Stevie. With a bit of Stevie, uh, my mistake there is I said, "Come on, mate, 
Stick some Stevie Wonder on. He said, "Yeah, sure, sure, no problem. I've, I've got, I've got just the thing." And you assume it's going to be superstition, yeah. Maybe sign sealed, delivered. Yeah. For once in my life, any of those three, absolutely great. He played, "Isn't she lovely?" Oh, I know. It came honestly. I was so angry. It's a good song. But I mean, it's okay, but it's not. A, it's not a disco song, is it's it? It's Not a dance floor filler, is oh, it? I was, I was livid. Absolutely. Had he realised what he'd done? Absolutely furious. No, he had no idea. I, I, I genuinely don't think. I think mean, it was just luck that it happened to be Stevie Wonder. I think. Can I ask a question, Will? You might not know the answer to this. How? Yeah. What sort of format was his music in? Was he spinning the wheels of steel? Or no, he just he, had a laptop. He had a laptop. Yeah, a laptop, and that was it. He probably and had. A, he had probably had Apple Music, and he just put Stevie Wonder into Apple yeah. Music and played the first track that popped up. I think he did because later on we started testing him, just like selecting random things. Like we said, have you got some tiny temper? And he, and he obviously just typed in Tiny Temper and played whatever came out first. And it was one that had loads of swear words in it. <laughs> and he looked a bit panicked. He always spat out his umbungo. So anyway. did you enjoy that disco? Uh, I still enjoyed it because I was drunk. Ah, excellent. Were there 10-year-olds at the disco, just uh, out of interest? There were a few who, yeah, who really shouldn't have been there, but their parents were also drunk. Everyone was drunk. And they were just like, ah, you're 10 years old, you can stay up till midnight. And they got a bit giddy, a bit silly. And I, dis- up. <laughs> I, I disapproved from across the other side of the room. In your tweed jacket, yeah, disapproving definitely. of everything, including the music and the fun. Yes, I smoked my pipe. <laughs> <laughs> three things at other people. Lovely stuff. Anyway, there's number two. Uh, number three, we've got a bread maker. Oh. Yeah. Lovely fresh bread every Lovely morning. fresh bread. Last night was the first time that uh, we attempted to make some bread. And there was this most delicious smell. Because it got a timer, so it was timed to be ready for breakfast this morning, a delicious smell right. wafting up the uh, wafting up the stairs. As you woke up, as I woke up, got downstairs, something had gone wrong, <laughs> and the bread had—I don't know—a a piece of the bread maker hadn't been properly slotted in place, or something, or right. should have been removed when it wasn't removed. We haven't yet worked out what happened, but what happened is basically the bread maker had moulded with the bread, and it was a bit like that bit in the fly, where he. He moulds with the like, so you came down to an explosion of half bread, half machine, half bread, half machine. It was we had to put it out of its misery. I, <laughs> I took the bread maker outside and shot it. And then finally, the other thing we got was another gadget. It's a soda stream. Okay, yeah, I've heard of that. I I have wanted a soda stream for a long time. Okay, it was one of those things I wanted as a child, along with a Mister Frosty. Oh, uh, yeah, slushy machine. <coughs> oh, excuse me. You're right there. I am, okay. I'm going to have a bit more of my uh, my 0% lager here. Some of the... This might be part of your bit, but some <sighs> of the, so there are some liquids you would never soda stream, aren't there? Like urine. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you mean? Yeah, urine. Milk. Oh, yeah, you want fizzy, fizzy milk. Whiskey. You can have whiskey and soda, though, can't you? You can make soda, but I'm saying... yeah. Would you carbonise? Is that the word? Carbon date? <laughs> Would you carbon? What about yogurt? Does that, oh. does that count? Yogurt can get fizzy if you leave it in the fridge yeah. too, too long. I might try and do a fizzy petty filou. Oh. See what happens. Oh. Anyway, it's uh, I, I have something there. I have a dangerous diet coke addiction. Okay, this, this whole thing was to to try and uh, stop me spending so much money, and also that all the plastic bottles for diet coke. So we've bought some some Soda Stream diet cola. Do you know what it tastes like? What? It tastes like fizzy despair. 
it is utterly vile. It's this sort of black, like, tar-like liquid that you put into the bottom, and it just sort of sits there like a melted frog. And you put the fizzy water on top, and you stir it around, and if you don't drink it quickly, then it all sinks back down to the bottom again. <laughs> oh, God. Absolutely vile. But it was a present from my wife, and so so you have to use it. I have to use What's it. What's the time limit for using a present that's given to you by a very close member of family? I think if you don't like it, what you have to do is, is use it intensively for a week. For a week, yeah. And then... Just phase it out. Try to set it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> we got a cutlery set from... Uh, my wife and I got a cutlery set from my parents this year for Christmas. Lovely. Everyone uh, wants a cutlery set. Everyone wants a cutlery set. Um, and it was from a very big online e-tailer. Right. Um, and it was their own brand, and we opened it, and we both looked at each other, and we made the eyes at each other, the eyes of two people that have just been given a gift that they definitely know that they don't want, <laughs> but they're stood in front of the person that's given it to them. <laughs> and I made those eyes to my wife, and she, when we both turned around to my parents, we went, oh, thank you, that's really nice. Doesn't your mum listen to this podcast? She does. Right, okay. But later on she asked, did we like it? And I, I simply said no. Said no. <laughs> Honestly, Mum, I do not. But you know, there it is. There's always an, there's always a silver lining because they've kept it for themselves. Are they really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they bought it for you. Absolutely. They hoped you wouldn't like it. They said this will be far too vulgar for Tom and Anna. However, for us, this is perfect. This exactly. Is, this is just in our wheelhouse. And really, when you buy a present for someone, aren't you really ultimately buying a present for yourself? That's certainly the case with the uh, shotgun that I bought my wife. <laughs> that I shot the bread maker with. You didn't really get a gun for Christmas, did you? No. no. Well, is that the end of your out and about? I think it is. Please yeah. let it be the end of your out and about. I did a little bit of out and about because I knew that you'd whiffle and waffle on for a bit. So yeah, I yeah. looked back at the decade and I thought, what have I achieved, Tom, this decade? Mm. So this is what I came up with, Will. Here's six things... <laughs> That I achieved this decade. And to be honest, that's pushing it. Okay. Um, Three of them are orgasms. (laughs) All of which resulted in a human coming out of my wife. (laughs) I did think, however, that I'd had four. um, But it turns out out I accidentally sat on my electric toothbrush. (laughs) Accidentally. (laughs) Accidentally on purpose. More like... (laughs) It's a knob joke. Two... I've had two excellent haircuts. The rest of them were not what I asked for. <laughs> is your current haircut one of the excellent ones? No, it's not. We have covered that on a previous podcast. Is that, not, is that not what you were after? No, I didn't. It's not what I asked for. Your hair looks the same that it has looked for the last... How long have we known each other? 30 Tw- years. No, no, not quite that 20, long. 20, 25. 25 years. 25 years. Uh, that's very rude. Uh, and the sixth thing um, I was present during the recording of the 183rd most popular comedy podcast in Germany yes you were that's right ladies and gentlemen it's shuttle pods ranking is that a thing that kids say yes (laughs) yes it is yes (laughs) just say yes Uh, so that's what I achieved this decade and do you know what Will I'm pretty darn proud of myself yeah I think you I think you can be I mean um, thanks mate I had assumed that your kids had come from 
Magic. Yeah, they see the magic or, or some sort of furniture sale. Absolutely. But, well, they, but they were achieved by traditional orgasm is Traditional good ejaculate, news. ejaculate. Yeah. Placed in its appropriate receptacle. <laughs> I don't know the ins and outs of it, but um, here they are. They're, they're with us now, so can't, can't much, go back. There's not much you can do about it, is there? Can't go back. What, what do you want to do now, Will, now we've covered that lot off? <laughs> we have covered it that lot off, haven't we? We have. <laughs> um, I think we're going to go into our, our review of the decade, Tommy. So uh, a little bit of format here, everybody. Um, what we've got is we've divided up the years between ourselves and we're, we're sort of doing an odd one out. And the reason I say that is because I have done an odd one out jingle and I want to play it now, even though we're not doing our traditional odd one out. So here is the odd one out jingle anyway. Oddness. Oddmass. Lockness. Hotmess. Johnhess. Godless. Free press. Good guess. Odd one out. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that took hours. That is really good. I love that. It took absolutely hours. That um, has got the absolute potential to become a ringtone. I think I think it does. A really annoying one. I like might that make frog. that my ringtone. Um, so there we go. There's the. You'll be hearing a lot more of that. Um, so <laughs> so, so what's the format of the decade so the, review? The, the, form, the, decade the, the format of the decade review is uh, you have queued up uh, some brilliant sounds on the Roadcaster Pro, and uh, we will sort of introduce each year. There'll be three headlines two of which are real, one of which is fake. So the first job of the other person is to f- decide which one is fake, and then we'll interrogate the real ones a little bit. And then we'll move on in an endless cycle of hilarity that will end up with Tom achieving his fourth orgasm in the last <laughs> ten years. Here's hoping, touch yeah. wood. Well, so not yet. Literally. Yeah. Um, so um, you're going to hear three headlines, yeah. and then we might delve a little bit into the headlines. Can we do that? Yeah, we can We can delve wherever we like. Excellent. It's our podcast, mate. Are you, it's, well, it's mine. Um, are you ready to go with the first year, which, was, of course, was 2010? I am ready. 2010. Bulgarian man mistakenly buried his own leg. Australian dog banned from restaurant for being gay. Spanish woman says she owns the sun. Two thousand and ten. Two thousand and ten. There we wow, go. Wow, just runs back over those ones again. Bulgarian man mistakenly buries his own leg. Possible. Australian dog banned from restaurant for being gay. Mm. Spanish woman says she owns the sun. <laughs> Do you want to give us any more detail on any of that? I think what you should do is you should guess the fake one and then we can go into detail about the real ones. Okay, great. Um, the fake one is the gay Australian dog. No, it is not. Oh, but damn you. The fake one is the Bulgarian man mistakenly buries his own leg. Excellent. Uh, the Australian dog banned from restaurant for being gay. So apparently what happened was um, a guy ran up, r- rang up this uh, restaurant and said, is it all right if I bring my guide dog? <laughs> and they misheard and thought he said my gay dog. And they said, no. Can I bring my guide dog? Yeah, I think that's it. I think in the Australian accent, hello, mate. <laughs> I'd like to bring my guide dog. You what, mate? Your guide dog? You're my guide dog. You've got a guide dog? Yeah, I think we're, and so on. we're straddling a thin line of racism here, but keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean... Um, so did the dog arrive and they kicked it out? Or did they just say blankly, no, you can't bring your gay dog to the restaurant? I, I think... 
I don't know. I think after that, he called the, he called the press. He was like, right, <laughs> this has gone far enough. I'm calling the Daily Telegraph. Well, hold on a minute, because did he, he presumed that they'd heard the word guide. So was he calling the press because they'd refused to let him take his guide dog? I'm assuming at some point they said, you cannot bring your guide dog in here. And he's like, no, I didn't say my guide dog. I said my guide dog. And a bit South African there. <laughs> they, they said, well, you can bring your guide dog as long as he's not a guide dog. He said, what if my guide dog is gay? What if, what if, what if it was a gay guide dog? Well, exactly. It's his choice or oh. her choice. Exactly. Let it choose. Let it choose. For sake. I know. What sort, of, what sort of restaurant bans a gay dog? What do they think is going to happen? <laughs> anyway, so uh, that one was real, and the other one that was real was was the, Spanish woman says she owns the Sun. Right, go on. Uh, the Sun newspaper. Or? No, the actual the actual Sun. Okay. She basically thought, you know, no one's. I think she thought that basically space was like the internet. You know, like in the early days of the internet, people went around buying up website domain names and things. Yeah, and I think she just thought. No one has thought of this, have they? And so she started a legal process by which she thought she could lay claim to the sun. <laughs> and people have explained that in, uh, in, in words of one syllable or less that that's not how it happens. Do you know, I'll be honest with you, throughout my review of the decade, a lot of them are legal claims that have gone wrong. <laughs> there are some really <laughs> stupid people out there who, who want to, to buy something or do something. Waste everybody's time yeah. with a court case. Um, so fantastic stuff but yeah. what, what wasn't true of course was the Bulgarian man buries his own leg buries his own leg but you again you thought Bulgarians I think it's a highly plausible yeah I think if I'd said Romanian man you'd have thought no Romanian would do that but because it was Bulgarian you just went it's enough to tip me over the edge I could, I could see that happening so that was 2010 that was 2010 what a year listeners mm. um, you probably remember those stories better than we do but we're moving on swiftly mm. um, because we have to for, for legal reasons um, on to the year that comes after 2010 That's which of course is it's 2011 isn't it 2011 world's hottest chilli competition leaves two in hospital Scientist builds the world's first ever ant-powered computer. Electrician is inflated by pressurised air which shot up his bottom in a bizarre factory accident. That's 2011, folks. Okay, so what have we got? We've got, we got a chilli contest. The world's hottest chilli competition. Ant computer. Ant computer. Bottom air. Uh, yeah, the air that went up an electrician's <laughs> bottom. <laughs> What do you think is the odd one out there, Will? Uh, the first one is, is, is entirely plausible. Yeah. And I, I seem to remember hearing about something like that happening. Okay. Uh, second one, funnily enough, I think I've heard about that happening as well, unless it was a dream okay. or something that I once drew. Or something. <laughs> so I'm going to go for the third one being, I mean, I'm sure people do try and inflate their bottoms, but I think the third one is False. Will's going for the electrician inflated by pressurised air as being false. That's incorrect. Oh, bums. It was the scientist builds the worst, the world's first ever, or the worst first ever ant-powered computer. Uh, presumably it would be the worst and the best. Yeah, I, I swear I, I remember that happening. I mean, I... Uh, Dr. Bernardo Bertolami, a professor of pharmacology from Genoa University, used his intimate knowledge of ants to build a simple computer 
By using a system of tunnels and logic gates for the ants to pass through in an artificial nest, the professor was able to successfully calculate the value of pi to 200 decimal places using a colony of common red ants. Then, of course, the ants would have taken the pie away (laughs) a little piece at a time. He has yet to create a way to play solitaire. (laughs) So you wrote wrote that little blurb about the false I've written a blurb for all of my stories. Have you? I To throw you off the scent. But I always do more work on this bit than you do. (laughs) All right. No, I mean, to be fair, you're you're creative and, you know, that's your thing. Because you're a hard worker, um, but like these, one of those ants. <laughs> this, the, the, not, not at all. The story about the electrician is absolutely true. It emerged in August that electrician Gareth Durrant narrowly escaped death in a horrific and bizarre work accident when he was inflated by a pressurised airline which went up his backside. How? The 26-year-old was wiring a caravan at the factory where he worked when the large pipe carrying compressed air at around £300 per square inch shot up his bottom. And that is, word for word, what it said in the news. But, I mean, as with any of these stories where someone has got something up their bottom, you can't help but feeling... How accidental was it? I mean, come on. Come on. Come on, Gareth. You're, not, you're fooling no one. I mean, Gareth, you've been working hard all day. It's getting close to, to tea time or whatever they call yeah. it. Um, the end of the day. And you're looking at the big pipe that carries compressed air around. I'm just thinking, God, oh, I bet that'd be fun. Will it go up? <laughs> sure enough, it There's did. No harm in trying, is there? But there was. I mean, my kids really like it if you, you know, if you blow up a balloon and then let go of it and they can sort of chase it around the kitchen. Yeah. I imagine Gareth going off around the factory a bit like that. <laughs> like, um, like in the end of Live and Let Die. <laughs> he explodes like a balloon. Which is... Uh, we shouldn't is, laugh because he... Is that the worst villain death in all Bond? Oh. I mean, it's got to be top five, isn't it? Yeah. I think I mean Goldfinger being sucked out of the out of the window at the end of Goldfinger is pretty bad. Um, being inflated like that—that's that's not pleasant, is it? I mean, no. I mean, would it happen like that? I mean, he in in Live and Let Die when he bursts, he actually bursts like a balloon. Like he's he's <laughs> well, transformed into a balloon. Like all the air has gone not not just into his bowel and stomach, but yeah. also into his toes, fingers. Yes, but also, like, if, if a human being explodes, like, you're going to be showered in viscera. But instead, just sort of scraps of him. Yeah, <laughs> scraps of him lie around literally like he is a balloon. And that's, of course, because it was. <laughs> it was a big human balloon that it they made. It literally was. Painted a face on. So thanks to Cubby Broccoli for that. Um, and yeah. thanks to 2011 for those great news stories. Absolutely. Onwards with 2012. Are you ready? I was born ready. Two thousand and twelve. Do you want me to do it like that? Yeah, that's fine. Right. Okay, fine. Chicken nugget resembling George Washington bought for five grand. Echidna found with four penises. Scientists discover gas that makes you handsome. Two thousand and twelve. Two thousand and twelve. Just recap us on those words. I wasn't listening. <laughs> Fair enough. A chicken nugget resembling George Washington was yeah. bought for five thousand dollars. Yeah. A kidna was found with four penises. A kidna. A kidna. An echidna. An echidna. Okay. You know what an echidna is? Is it a 
Lo- like an anteater? It's, yeah, sort of, like an Australian sort of porcupine thing. Okay. Uh, scientists discover gas that make you handsome. Okay. Um, I am going to guess, because we're not getting any younger, the echidna is the false one. The echidna is real. Oh. An echidna was discovered with, with four penises. Apparently it looked like a hand. Oh, I know. Four-fingered hand, of course. A four-fingered hand, I guess. But um, who's going around looking at echidnas' penises? <laughs> Peni. The thing is, I mean, scientists. It's it's a big group of people, isn't it? And <laughs> it is. It's a big group of people. There are a lot of scientists out there, and not all of them can do the important science. You know, like sort of space flights and and cancer research. There are some. That just look at echidnas' penises. Yeah, I think there's just, I think it's like a tombola. You just kind of put, you pull out a number and you've spent, you know, seven years getting your doctorate in whatever scientific field. And then uh, you say, right, what am I going to spend the rest of my life doing? They rummage around in the tombola, they put it out and they go, you're on the the old echidna penises, I'm afraid. And one of them struck it lucky. He did. It's like a four leaf clover, (laughs) four penis to echidna. Do you think he kept it? Do you think he flattened it in a book, uh, let it dry, and then hung it on his wall in a frame? Yeah, or, or wore it round his neck <laughs> as a <laughs> to ward off evil. As a, as a powerful aphrodisiac. Yeah, absolutely. Just sort of waft it about. Um, so the other, the other. So a chicken nugget resembling George Washington is real. Okay. Yeah, I thought that might be. That's good... uh, scientists have not discovered a gas that makes you handsome. <laughs> Oh, I know. I'm sorry, mate. Because someone like me really has to hope for something like that. Oh, nonsense, you handsome devil. Oh, thanks, mate. You really are a lovely chap. Um, so, any more um, on the chicken nugget? No, like George Washington. <laughs> I saw. I did. To be I saw a picture. Did it look like George Washington? I mean, every chicken nugget looks a bit like George yeah, Washington. That's true. <laughs> I mean, to a certain extent. I think if you if you squint your eyes hard enough, you know, any sort of piece of reformed meat with a batter. Deep fried can look very much like a face, especially George Washington. He he had a very batter like quality. Didn't he, he did. He's yeah. sort of like a pug face. Yeah, maybe Harold Wilson. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Is that because he'd be watching the crowd? Lovely stuff. Have we finished with 2012, Will? More than adequately. Can you believe it? What uh-huh. a review of the decade this is. Let's wow. get on with it, shall we? Yeah. Okay. 2013. Woman parks car in neighbour's swimming pool and leaves it there for one week. Scientist who spent 16 years studying boobs of 300 women declares bras are useless. Feral pig drinks 18 cans of beer, fights cow and then passes out under a tree. Two thousand and thirteen therefore you will. A woman parks a car in a neighbour's swimming pool and leaves it for one week. Scientists and scientists who spent sixteen years studying boobs of three hundred women declares bras are useless. That's a better one to get out of the tombola, isn't it? <laughs> what have you got? I've got uh echidna penises. All right. What have you got? I've got boobs. <laughs> Jackpot. Yeah, brilliant. And finally, a feral pig drinks 18 cans of beer, fights a cow, and then passes out under a tree. And you've done a good job here. I have no idea which one of those three one is One of those is, is false. false. And I can see the bit of paper you've cut there. You've got a decent paragraph on each one. Absolutely. Because um, if I didn't, you'd know which one was, was not true. 
I suppose that's that's right. Are you going to read? Do you want to read me all three? No, I think without, uh, if you would, no. Okay, fine. <laughs> if you want to delve into the detail of any of the stories, yeah. they're here and we can go into them. So if that will help you root it out. It's like um, it's like in Lord of the Rings. where they, It's uh, very much like that. They, they put patterns on the inside of the armour because you can't see it on the screen, but the actors, the actors could see it, Tommy. It's wonderful. And it made them feel more like orcs. Really? <laughs> yeah, uh, well, uh, King Theoden had patterns on the inside of his armour that only he could see when he put it on, but it made him f- it made Bernard Hill feel less like Bernard Hill and more like King Theoden. Right. These are things that I discovered through watching all the special features of the extended <laughs> Lord of the Rings, which took about a month. It was a long Christmas holiday. It sure was. Um, okay, I am going to go for boobs. A scientist who spent 16 years studying boobs of 300 women declares bras are useless. I just think in 16 years you can get through a lot more boobs than that. That was true. Uh, well, what's that scientist do? The echidna guy... <laughs> I mean, Lord only knows how many echidnas he turned over before he found the four penis one. It's not going to be the first one, is it? He probably turned over thousands and thousands of echidnas before he struck it lucky on the four penis one. That guy said 16 years, did he say? <laughs> 16 years, yeah. And he only studied 300 women in 16 years? Absolutely. I mean, that's... I mean, I agree with you, Will. As a former scientist, I know that a 300 isn't a particularly large sample well, yeah. scientific sample. I mean, you need to get above above a certain number, and three hundred, I don't think, is enough. That's like, are you trying to work out how many a year that is? It's like fifteen or something. It's eighteen and three quarter boobs per year. Oh, sorry, but women per year. Okay, well, even let's give him benefit of the doubt. Call it call it nineteen. I, I, we call, <laughs> we're saying we're saying him. It might have been. It might be a woman. I don't know. But this scientist. No, it wasn't. It was Jean Denis Huyon. Is he French? Yeah, he was French. Oh, here we go. So he's been working a one-day week for the last 16 years, and Lord only knows what his research involved, but it didn't involve very much work, did it? Well, funny, it was only women aged 18 to 35. Yeah, I bet it was. Yeah, yeah. I bet it was. It was only attractive women aged 18 to 35 who happened to pass by the cafe where he was sitting five days a week. Smoking his Golwas. Smoking his Golwas, wearing a beret. And drinking his Remy Martin. Yeah. Bloody hell. French scientists are not scientists. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, so that one was real. That was absolutely so real. So which one was which one was false? The woman parks car in neighbour's swimming pool and leaves it there for one week. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, mean, I think you did a good job of, you know... Pulling some. the wool. But you pulled the wool. Talking right of pulling the wool. The yeah. feral pig. This feral is a pig. True, this is a true story about yeah. a pig in Port Hedland in Western Australia, of course, mate. Oh, yes, um, mate. Who uh, came to a campsite, realised that there was a, a, a set of tinnies there and, and just necked the lot. Um, of course, he became inebriated by drinking it. I don't know what it was, maybe Victoria Bitter. A VB? Oh, no, it's Western Australia, isn't it? So I don't know what that would be. A twoies. Twoies. Um, and then got in a fight with a cow, but uh, came worse off in the exchange. He then uh, disappeared off and was found passed out under a tree. So the cow won. Cow won the fight. Right. Okay. <laughs> How can you lose a fight to a cow? Well, if you're a pig. Yeah, but still, pigs are, you know. It, I, it'd be very much like if I drank 18 beers and tried to fight you. Because you have a very high body mass, but you're slow and sort of lackadaisical. That's true. Whereas I have the um, porky goodness of a pig. 
a feral I could, pig. I could, I'd probably just fall over on you. Exactly. Doesn't take much, does it? Doesn't really, not these days. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was 2013. I Lovely hope, stuff. I hope you enjoyed it, because yeah. there's another one coming right up. Here it comes. Here it comes at your face. 2014. 10,000 Chinese pigeons give an anal probe. Wrestler kills monkey with a hammer. German student rescued from 20-foot vagina. Oh, I love all of those. I love them with a deep love that can only emanate from a man enjoying three stories very much. Let's just recap on those, Will. 10,000 Chinese pigeons give an anal probe. I don't know how that would work or or what the... Wrestler kills monkey with a hammer. German student rescued from 20-foot vagina. Right, so I'm going to say the German student thing is true because I imagine it to be some sort of... Our installation or, or stunts, um, the, the student gets inebriated, he climbs into a giant vulva, um, but then the clitoris detaches from its holding and traps him inside. Something like that. The It's got to be the pigeons is false. Incorrect. Oh, the false one is wrestler kills monkey with a hammer, <laughs> which is a horrible idea. <laughs> I mean, God only knows. I mean, I'm, I am a fan of, of wrestling... And I don't know if anybody else listens to this, listens to the, the Wrestle Me podcast, which I highly recommend. It's very funny. But when you hear about some of the things that wrestlers get up to, at some point, a wrestler will have killed a monkey. Yeah, exactly. I mean... It's not beyond the realms of... Uh, no, it, it absolutely isn't. But no, that, I made that one up. Um, well done. So 10,000 pigeons in China, uh, the pigeons were used as some sort of in some sort of victory parade or some sort of national celebration. Right. But they were paranoid that one of the pigeons would be used for nefarious purposes. Okay. That it might be carrying some sort of chemical agent or maybe a small bomb. And so right. they gave every pigeon that was being used in this experiment an anal probe to make sure they weren't hiding something up their bottoms that could be used to cause uh, harm. <laughs> so just read the, the headline again. 10,000 Chinese pigeons give an anal probe. Oh, I thought you said give a anal probe. Or an anal probe. So give well, you thought it was the an you anal thought probe. you thought ten thousand Chinese pigeons were giving anal probes. <laughs> yeah, or together at one time gave one person an anal probe. <laughs> well, if they ganged up on you, they probably could. Couldn't they? <laughs> ten thousand pigeons do whatever they like. It's a good job they're not intelligent creatures. If they did gang up, we'd be we'd be doomed. Doomed to a probing. Yeah, but the uh, the German student you had it exactly right. There was uh, some sort of art installation, a twenty foot vagina. He climbed inside. Yeah. And he got trapped. And he, <laughs> had to be, he had to be rescued in a sort of symbolic moment, that, you know, about about being a child, rebirth, and you know he's probably traumatized to this day about that. Absolutely, absolutely rammed, pack full of symbolism. That yeah, he won't get near one ever again, will he? No. Um, but what a lovely image. Mm. Yeah, but there wasn't a accompanying photo. Oh, was there? Well, because once you're stuck inside a twenty foot vagina, there's really not much you can do to stop other people taking photos <laughs> of you. <laughs> No, don't. Oh, oh, okay. Here's another one. Can you help me? No, please don't. Oh, oh. <laughs> please stop taking pictures. Can somebody call the police? I'm, I'm just, trapped. Come on. Stop it. Well, 2014, the yeah. best vintage yet, I yeah. think, Will. But we're not stopping there because we're not even halfway through. Can you believe it? Yeah, we need to crack on. We really do. Let's do it. 
2015. Man come to realise. Sorry, I'll start that again. Man come to realise his puppies aren't puppies after all. Meerkat expert sentenced over assault on monkey handler. Ronald McDonald sues the fast food giant and loses. Twenty fifteen. Well, what a year. Give me some details on the puppies. Yeah. A banana farmer in China bought a couple of good-looking pups, in inverted commas, from a Vietnamese man. Danger already. He played with them, petted them and groomed them every day. The puppies grew fast and they grew big. and They had voracious appetites, leading them to chase and eat his chickens. Two years later, the farmer had the opportunity to visit a wildlife protection exhibition and when he saw the bear exhibit, he realised what kind of animals his dogs really were. He reported the bears to wildlife authorities who identified his pets as Asian black bears, a protected species. The bears were taken to a wildlife rehabilitation centre in Yonan. What were the other ones? Meerkat expert. Meerkat expert sentenced over assault on monkey handler. Okay. And Ronald McDonald sues the fast food giant and loses. I'm going to say the false one is the meerkat expert. That, unfortunately, is true, Will. Bingo, bango, yes. <laughs> We're not doing very well here, are we? So, yeah, oh, no, hang on, you just said it was true. Oh, I said it was false. Sorry. From the expression on your face, I didn't really listen to what you were saying. <laughs> oh, you said bingo, bango because you thought you'd won. I thought bingo, bango because I thought you'd won, and then I saw you put a little cross in your book over there, and I realised that. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, listeners, I am actually keeping score here. Yeah, uh, it, the it's... score, just in case you were wondering, is... Zero plays zero. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the meerkat expert sent us over assault on monkey hander. That was a real story where a former meerkat expert at London Zoo has been ordered to pay compensation to a monkey handler she attacked with a wine glass in a love spat over a llama keeper. Wow. That all happened at London Zoo, would you believe it? And those llama keepers, though. The designation of former Mirka expert does not mean Westlake is no longer an expert, but she was fired from the zoo over the incident. She's not an expert on former meerkats. No, she's still an expert, and she's still an expert on meerkats, but she's formerly an employee of London Zoo. I see. Okay. And of course, the false one was Ronald McDonald sues the fast food giant. Aberdeen man Ronald McDonald decided enough was enough <laughs> and launched court action against the American burger chain, claiming damages of over £200,000. Ron, as he is known to his friends, had struggled with people laughing at him when he told them his full name and had found it hard to find permanent employment. Oh, that's a sad story. He claimed his addiction to alcohol was a direct result of his clown-faced namesake ruining his initial interactions with new people, including employers, the police, and more importantly, women. Why more importantly? Because he couldn't find a love connection, Will. I see. And ultimately, isn't that what we're all looking for? Is that what you're looking for right now? I'm looking at it. Is that why we're doing this? That's why I'm staring at the wall blankly. I see. So that was 2015. Okay. Let's move swiftly on. 2016. Armed robber beaten off with dildos. Florida woman donates pubic hair to Trump campaign. Russian 
Russian shop putter mistakenly throws giant onion. <laughs> Bear in mind, <laughs> listeners, that 66% of all our stories are true yeah, tonight. two of those really are real. Okay, <laughs> so just recap us on those, Will. Armed robber beaten off with dildos. Yep. Florida woman donates pubic hair to Trump campaign. Yeah. Russian shot putter mistakenly throws giant onion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I am pretty sure the, uh, the dildo story is true. Okay. I need to believe it to be true Okay, for this moment in time. I think that you're quite wily, so Trump, he's been in the news so much. It's it's almost nothing that you wouldn't believe about Trump. Exactly. I'm going to say that the the woman donating pubic hair to Trump is true, and the false one is the Russian onion. You have got it right! Yay! Well done. 2016, and I got it right. Yeah, the armed robber, uh, he's robbing a, a, a shop that sells marital aids. And the women behind the counter just picked up the first thing to hand, which were some some marital aids, and and just started hurling them at him. And um, and he'd done enough, and he legged it. And they really can have some quite a bit of heft behind them, can't they? You could get a nasty injury. You really could. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and there's some CCTV footage of that if you want to seek it out. The Florida <laughs> woman did donate her pubic hair to Trump campaign, I think as an act of protest after any number of the god-awful stories that emerged uh from what uh, the way he has has treated other people, uh, and it would be nice if the Russian shot putter mistakenly threw a giant onion, wouldn't it? But it's, wouldn't it be lovely? What a lovely story that would be. It's an obvious falsehood. Of course there it is. So that was 2016, yes. ladies and gentlemen, and we're keeping going. 2017. <laughs> Reincarnation of King Arthur goes to court to challenge a parking fine he got at Stonehenge. Sex pistol Johnny Rotten discovers UK's most endangered butterfly living in his garden. German scientists reveal the best way to avoid slipping over on ice is to fork like a penguin. You are a man of a thousand voices. Thank you so much. I think the false one is the King Arthur one. That is true. Oh, damn it. You just went straight for it, didn't you? I did. Well, the time's pressing on. It really is. <laughs> so, um, it's true. A man whose real name was, in fact, Tim- John Timothy Rothwell claimed his £15 parking charge on the night of the 2016 summer solstice contravened his human right to worship freely. Of course he did. Oh, he claimed to be King Arthur. He went to court. He lost. Yes. Quite Sex right. Pistol Johnny Rotten discovers UK's most endangered butterfly living, living in his garden. Of course he didn't. Oh, didn't he? Because he lives in the United States of America, Well, Oh, so obvious now that I think about it. I like the final sentence I've put on my little description of this, though. I've written um, in the voice of John Lydon, who, of course, was Johnny Rotten. I've always loved the country life, shared Rotten, but now I'm utterly butterfly. <laughs> Oh, that's good. You like that? That is good. Butter puns. Butter puns. Because he did, he uh, he advertised Country Life Bad, didn't he? He certainly did. And do German scientists reveal the best way to avoid slipping over on ice is to walk like a penguin? Penguin, Of course it is. Well, that makes sense, doesn't it? Of course it? it does. Yeah, or be a penguin. Not everything has to be a mystery wrapped up in a... An enigma. Enigma. Um, we're just rocking out for 2017, but let's yeah. rock on to 2018. Let's do it.
Oh, I didn't say 2018. 2018! Right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. Single donut kills five men. Jesus was on cannabis. Octopus storm in China. Getting tired of these noises. You yet? were too. You were too quick for the bongs, though. Will. Oh well, that's my reputation. I've got to reload my bongs before you. Uh, just remember that this is your last one, though, isn't it? It is, yeah. So um, I think the octopus storm in China. Your headlines have got shorter and shorter as the decades have gone as, on. As these as these things always go towards the end, I lose interest in them. <laughs> <laughs> it just sort of peters out into nothing, like a child yeah. with a toy. Um, so the octopus storm, I believe, to be true. Okay. What were the other two? Jesus was on cannabis. Yeah. Single donut kills five men. I think the falsehood was Jesus on cannabis. Incorrecto, Mundo. The falsehood was single donut kills five men. Okay. Uh, Jesus was on cannabis. How so? Uh, it was a claim by an expert who said that um, oh, it was something to do with a mistranslation of the Hebrew or something like that, and they claimed all of his miracles could have been achieved through cannabis oil. Uh, okay. Yeah, so there we are. Yeah. Uh, there was an octopus storm in China. Of course, um, there was. Of course it wasn't it was. just octopus. In fact, it was all sorts of sea creatures. Squid. Raining down. Yeah, that's, that's a sea creature. The only others? Crabs. Cats. Sea cats. Sea cats. <laughs> cat, catamarans. I used to get the sea cat from Portsmouth to the Isle of Wight. Did you? For your weird weekends. You took off all your clothes when you got to the Isle of Wight, and your naked body didn't see a thread of clothing until Sunday evening, half past seven. Until the mini golf tournament had finished. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do 2019. Oh, can, God, yeah. Can we please? <sighs> 2019. Russia bans virtual goat app after it deeply offends the mayor of Grozny. First winners of the Heavy Metal Knitting Championships were crowned. Sweden's public art body plans to hire someone to do absolutely nothing for the next 120 years. I'm going fake ones knitting. Incorrect. Ah, oh, so I got zero from five. You got zero from five. I got oh. one from five. Uh, it was Bit it's it true. It was true. It was absolutely true. The first world's first heavy metal knitting championships took place in 2019, and the, it's exactly what it sounds like. It was basically bands doing knitting along to a heavy metal track, Fight or Die, by the band Maniac Abductor. Of course it was. Uh, Guess who won it? It was Giga Body Metal from Japan. I was just about to say that. Were you? No. No. Um, the other true one was Sweden's public art body plans to hire someone to do absolutely nothing for the next 120 years. I mean, I don't even need to go into it, do you I? You can just imagine the Swedes doing that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but Russia bans virtual goat app after it deeply offends the mayor of Grozny. <laughs> that was all me, baby. Oh, that just sprung from your mind like a four-penis to kinder. Like a fertile broccoli sprout. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Well, that was our review of the decade. What do you think, listeners? Did we do justice to the decade that saw some of the biggest news in, in 10 years? And stuff. <laughs> but I tell you what, I mean, if, like me, those sound effects were starting to get on your nerves, then I've got a real treat for you because here's some more sound effects to get on your nerves. Uh, we're going to do... I've, I've written a song. I've you have a, written a song. I've got a song. Because you're actually quite good at writing songs. 
Yeah. This isn't really a song. But it's it's um, a sort of it's a sort of it's a sort of a retrospective sung word poem of of regret. It's called a year of regret, and it's just it's just a review of how my year went, and and you know, your year or your decade. It's just a year, just, just a, a year. year this okay. one. It's a it's a year. It's just a reflection of all the things that went wrong, really. Okay. And, uh, Does, yeah, can we listen to it? Now? I think I think we should. Yeah. Let's do this now. In January last year I made a prank phone call to the BBC I thought it would be funny but it caused an international incident In February and March I ate nothing but mangoes As a consequence I developed a bad case of malnutrition In April I made a passing joke on Twitter about gravel And the ensuing court case has ruined me financially In May I threw a plate of sausages down a mine shaft and it was interpreted by some to be symbolically significant. In June, I wore far too many ethnic caftans. I thought it looked cool, but it was cultural appropriation. In July, on a whim, I attended a rally in the park and realised too late that everybody there was a Nazi. We don't talk about August. Nothing happened in August. Don't ask me about August. I won't reflect on August. And then autumn came around and I spent most of it working. Trying not to think about what happened in August. In November and December, I changed my religion several times. In a misguided attempt to pay less taxes to the government. A year of regret. I'm glad that it's over. A year of regret. A year of regret. Just finishes like that, leaving us quite a sour taste in our mouths and ears. <laughs> Thing is, if you listen to quite a lot of Adam Buxton podcasts, he's really good at writing songs. And at some point, you think to yourself, "Oh, that's brilliant! That's amazing! I wonder if I could write a song like that." And do you know what I've discovered? What? I can't. I think you absolutely can. <laughs> Don't put yourself down, mate. That was really good. And do you know Thanks, what? Mate. It had it was tinged with sadness mm. and, of course, regret. I mean, that was the main theme yeah. of it. Yeah. But you did some interesting things last year, didn't Thanks, you? Thanks, mate. Most of them were mistakes, but I learnt a lot. Didn't you just? Yeah. And you've come out of it a shinier, rounder, more cream-like person. Yes, I'm sweating. Oh, yeah, sorry. This uh, high-weave jumper. So, uh, last feature today. We've, we've not got a, a, many of the, the normal features today, but we... I did write a top 10 uh, uh, jingle as well and I'm so keen to use it that I at the last moment wrote a top 10 quiz for you so that we could have the jingle so you wrote the quiz so we could have the jingle so basically let's yeah. have the jingle and then let's have the quiz that's, uh, that's makes sense doesn't it so here comes the jingle we are about to go deep you want to go deep we're just going to go deep check it out Wind your body down with another top ten. Move a little closer, it's another top ten. You need to pay attention, it's another top ten. If you like a top ten, it's another top ten. That's right. Check it out. There. Check it out indeed. Yeah. I love that. that was Winding funky. your body there. I was dancing down. I was gully creeping whilst we were... Mm, it was like being at the Notting Hill Carnival, wasn't it? It was indeed. 
Terrifying. Okay. <laughs> Terrifying. So these are all just things that happened in the decade, and the answer is a year in the decade. There are 10 questions, but, Tommy, yeah. I thought it would be too easy if each one was a different year, so some years are repeated. Oh, Otherwise, you could, the last ones you could work out by process of elimination. It would be too easy for you, and then you wouldn't learn and grow as a person. Okay. I think you need to do both of those things. <laughs> you shit. <laughs> Here we go. Gosh. Okay, top 10 quiz of the decade. <laughs> I just think I need to be honest with you at this stage. We're in a new decade and you need to bloody well grow up. <laughs> uh, okay. Go, hit me with it. Okay, here we go. In which year did Adam Sandler play both brother and sister in Jack and Jill? Oh, that is a terrible, terrible film. It was the worst reviewed film of the decade. <laughs> was it? Out, yeah. Was it? Yeah. I don't... Oh, I don't... Mainstream film, at least. 2013? 2011. Okay. In which year did the first iPad come out? Ah, right. I'm pretty sure that was twin... Uh, we don't sound sure. 2010? 2010. Well done, good boy. Thank you, sir. In what year did Leonardo DiCaprio finally win his Oscar? Not that long ago, oh, no. 2015? 2016 it was. I think it was a 2015 film, to be fair. It was, wasn't it? I think it? it was The Revenant. It was The Revenant. Yeah. Very good but film. The Oscars at the beginning of the year, aren't they? So. I would have rather given the Oscar to The Bear. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so would I, yeah. yeah. yeah I thought no. it was a better, better performance, actually. Very good yeah. performance yeah. by yeah. The Bear, wasn't it? Yeah. William Alvin Moody, better known as Paul Bearer, Right. Who accompanied The Undertaker to yeah, the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes! That's, <laughs> that's what he sounded like. Did he? He, uh, he survived a lot longer than a, a lot of people associated with professional wrestling, but he finally died in what year? Oh, come on, man. What? <laughs> that's difficult. How? He's been gone. He's when, been gone. When Paul, when, when Paul Bearer died, yeah. I took a week off work, <laughs> and I carried an urn... Around with me everywhere in the house. A white face with yeah. a black moustache and yeah. a black side party. And I, and I put on eight stone <laughs> <laughs> and just talked like that the whole time. Really freaked my wife out. 2012. 2013. In what year did fidget spinners come out? Oh, come on, man. This I know this. I know it. I'm just going to say it. 2017. You are blooming correct, you lovely diamond. Thank you. <laughs> In which year did Carl Foggy Fogarty win I'm a Celebrity? Did he? Yeah. What's I'm a Celebrity? I'm a Celebrity, get me out of here. Is this the one where they're in the Australian jungle eating camel penises and kangaroo anuses? Yeah, and echidnas. Echidna balls. Um, You know who Carl Fogarty is? He was a motorbike racer. He was a motorbike racer, and he won I'm a Celebrity. I didn't know he was in it. I didn't know he'd won it. I'm just going to guess. Just have a guess and shut up. 2015. 2014, so shut up. (laughs) In which year did Facebook buy Instagram? 2015. 2012. In what year did Lady Gaga go to the VMAs wearing a, a dress made out of meat? Bacon dress. No, it was beef dress. Was it? It was a beef dress. 2013. That was 2010. In what year was the whole world uh, fascinated by the debate over whether that dress was blue and black or white and gold? Oh, I remember that. I think I was... I'm going to say 2011. 2015. 
And in what year did a Banksy painting self-destruct moments after being sold for £1.4 million? 2019. 2018. Oh. But you got a couple correct. And we really got two out of ten, which is very poor. It's 20%. That's good maths, though. That was fast maths. Give yourself another one, just for getting the fast maths. 30%. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I could do this all night. Yeah. Um, well, that was a lovely little quiz. There, there you was, go. There was literally no humour in it at all, though. No, there it? wasn't. It was just fact. It was just fact. It was just, you just whipped it up nice and quick so we could hear your jingle. Basically, yes. But listeners, don't worry, mm. because even though this... Decadian edition of the Shuttlepod is coming to an end. We will be back. Yes, we will. And we will be back with more jingles and more regular features. And more regular features and their jingles. Yes. <laughs> together to create a cogent, hopefully content filled oh, yeah. like a like episode. A, like a cheesecake that's filled with laughter. So um we'll after our listeners have heard that, they probably yeah. want to get in touch with us, don't they? I think they probably want to get in touch with us. How can they get in touch with us, Tommy? They can do it two ways at the yeah. moment. They can tweet us on yeah. Twitter, which is a sort of social media platform, mm-hmm. at ShuttlePod4. Mm-hmm. That's ShuttlePod the number. Search for it before you type it in, because there is another ShuttlePod out there, and you can get into a whole dark a place with a, that. A lesser ShuttlePod that does have more listeners than us. <laughs> Um, you can also email us, and let's be honest, everyone can do an email, can't they, Will? I, I should have thought so. So the address to email us, of course, is shuttlepodcast, all one word, at gmail.com. It's nice and simple. You've realised that by now we haven't purchased our own domain name, so it is a Google Mail account, but um, we do check it regularly. So if you've got any points about the last decade, something that we've mm. forgotten, I think mm. we've pretty much covered all of it. I mean, essentially. Didn't got, we? We Did got anything the, else happen? There were bits and bobs, but... Not much. Not really. Come on. Um, but the one thing we do want to do, uh, you know, we have we have so many listeners out, literally dozens of dozens listeners. Dozens of listeners. And, and but, you're one of them. If and you you're one, if, you're, if you're listening to this, you're one of our listeners. You are. You idiot. Well, um, no, you lovely person. But, you know, we would actually like more listeners than this. A couple would, more. It would, be, it would more. be nice to have even more, which sounds it sounds greedy, doesn't it? It sounds greedy. But don't you think other people would enjoy this absolute? You must have audio friends. Cream. You must have family. You must have people that you're waiting in line at little to buy your Christmas trees with, where you could you you're could sat just on the train sat opposite someone. Yeah. You've, you've been sat opposite them every morning you and just, every evening. Just for tap 10 them years. on the knee and say, "You look like a laugh. Here's a great podcast to fill your face with." And then and then take their phone off them if they don't have a podcast app. Download a podcast app and then subscribe them to this podcast. And they'll thank you for it. Yeah. Also, give us a review, you buggers. You you absolutely tremendous people. Yeah, we love you, but give us go on, give us a review. Some reviews have been nice. Do yeah. it. I I hear on other podcasts people saying it makes us easier to find. I don't I don't understand how. But do it. Just just do it. Just. Stop faffing about and do it. But anyway, thank you for tuning in. We absolutely love you, and um, we'll be reaching out to you more um, in this coming year. We year will, like a like a like a corpse bride, like an octopus with mm. randy fingers, <laughs> or like an echidna with four penis. I went to school with a boy called Randy Fingers. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't end well, though, did it? it didn't didn't start well either. <laughs> But anyway, um, until the next time, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from him, and we'll see you next time on Shuttlepods. Shuttlepods.